Happy NFL Draft Weekend, everybody. I'm Matt Florjancic of the Doghouse Podcast here on Dogs by Nature on SB Nation. Uh, we are presented by Cleveland Whiskey, and while some of the picks have yet to be made here on day three, we're going to look back at what the Browns did over the first two days of the 2020 NFL Draft. And no surprise here, there was a heavy influence on Southeastern Conference players. Guys who are used to playing in big-time spots in big games uh, were definitely high on the Browns' radar. They knew they had some weaknesses. They had to get better on the offensive line, They had, especially at the tackle spot. They had to upgrade the tackle spot. They had holes at all three levels of the defense, on the line, at the linebacker, and in the defensive backfield. And they went after and they filled a lot of needs with high quality talents and when you look at some of the things that the browns were able to do over this the first two days of the draft new gm andrew barry and first year coach kevin stefanski got value for their picks and they got guys who conceivably could play very very early on in their Cleveland Browns career. Uh, They focused on the offense on day one. Day two was all about the defense, and we'll dive right in here uh, to look at their first four picks in this 2020 NFL Draft. Uh, At number 10 overall, the Browns had their pick uh, of a lot of tackles. Only Andrew Thomas was off the board at the time, so that meant Jedrick Wills Jr. was available, Makai Becton was available, and Tristan Wirfs were, were, was available, and they decided that they were going to go to Alabama and select Jedrick Wills Jr. at number 10 overall. And in Wills, they're getting a guy who is a, a road grader up front, but also a guy used to protecting the blind side of a quarterback. Um, even though he played right tackle in college, he was protecting the blind side of a left-handed quarterback. And with the Browns investing heavily uh, in a standout right tackle Jack Conklin in free agency, it stands to reason that Wills Jr. would be the guy that would transition from right to left and protect Baker Mayfield's blind side. That was a huge get for the Browns uh, when they selected the six foot five, 320-pound Wills Jr. because Baker Mayfield went from being moderately pressured in his rookie season to uh, experiencing nothing but pressure in his second year. Uh, He went from getting sacked just 25 times in 14 games, 13 starts as a rookie in 2018, where he was able to complete 300 passes at a 63.8% clip for over 3,700 yards and 27 touchdowns to being hit 40 times for lost yardage uh, in 2019. His completion percentage dropped by over four points. uh, And while his yardage went up, his touchdowns went from 27 to 22. And his interceptions went up from 14 to 21. It stands to reason with a guy like Wills blocking his blind side, Mayfield could see more production again Uh, more akin to what we saw in 2018 than in 2019. Wills is used to playing in a high-scoring, very efficient and effective offense. In 2019, Alabama's offense ranked sixth nationally with 510.8 yards per game, as well as second in scoring at 47.2 points and third in passing yards at 342.2 yards per game. 
This is a guy that's played very well at a very high level in his career uh, at the University of Alabama. He made 28 straight starts at right tackle to end his career uh, in college. He made 29 overall starts uh, in his tenure down in Alabama. He was a multi-time All-American from the American Football Coaches Association, Sporting News, and Walter Camp Foundation, as well as Pro Football Focus. So they're getting a guy that can handle his business at the line of scrimmage and conceivably will give Baker Mayfield more time to make plays down the field with his arms and also clear some holes for the Pro Bowl combination that the Browns have in the backfield with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Well, day one was all about getting support for Baker Mayfield. Day two was all about building that defense. And the Browns had an early pick in the second round at number 41, but they elected to trade with the Indianapolis Colts, drop back three spots to number 44, and sitting there for them was LSU safety Grant Delpit. And the Browns were quick to turn in that card uh, with that pick. They really liked this young man. They feel he could be an impact-type player early in his career. He's a six-foot-three, 203-pound safety that makes tackles. He's not afraid to stick his nose in the fight. He's around the ball an awful lot. He forced a lot of turnovers in college and was able to make plays in the backfield as well, uh, which is good because if you bring a guy on a safety blitz, you're leaving yourself open over the middle, and if he gets home on that safety blitz, then it doesn't really matter. Uh, in three years at LSU, he registered 199 total tackles, with 120 solo stops and 79 assists. 17 and a half of his tackles went for lost yardage, including seven quarterback sacks. He also collected eight interceptions, generated two forced fumbles, and had two recoveries. Uh, his best season at LSU was in 2018, where he set personal bests for tackles, solo stops, assists, hit behind the line of scrimmage, including nine and a half for lost yardage. Five sacks with five interceptions and nine passes defended. He battled through some injury issues in 2019, but still for the national champion LSU Tigers, he had 65 tackles, four and a half hits for lost yardage, two turnovers, uh, actually two interceptions, one fumble recovery, and one forced fumble uh, in his final season at LSU. He was a two-time consensus All-American defender, and he won the 2019 Jim Thorpe Award given to annually to the top defensive back in the country. Um, and when you're talking about a guy that played at LSU this year, he saw a lot of teams passing the football because they had to keep up with Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and all the weapons that LSU had on offense. Teams had to throw the ball against LSU, so a safety like Delpit has seen his fair share of passes over the middle, of uh, deep balls trying to go over the top of, of the secondary, and he has handled all of it pretty well, well enough that the Browns for the second straight year went to that LSU pipeline and drafted a defensive back. As we remember in 2019, they didn't have a first-round pick, had a second-round pick, and they used it on Greedy Williams, the cornerback out of LSU. They go back to that well and get another LSU guy, much to the delight of Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, uh, Jarvis was excited about Jedrick Wills, even though he played at Alabama. Uh, 
OBJ gave him a little bit of guff, but said, hey, you're on our team now with this guy. You know he's going to be an instant fit with all those LSU guys in that locker room. And with the Browns having a need at safety, this is a fantastic selection to get their day two started. But they were not done going to that uh, SEC pipeline as with the 88th pick in the overall, which was a third-round selection, they chose defensive lineman Jordan Elliott out of Missouri. Analysts like this pick. Um, this is a young man that has a, a good upside. He's very strong uh, to the ball. Uh, he knows how to use his frame. He's six foot four, 315 pounds. Um, started his career at Texas, transferred to Missouri, um, had 76 total tackles uh, in his career, including 52 solo stops and 24 assists, 18 tackles behind the line of scrimmage, five and a half sacks, four passes defended, and one forced fumble. So he doesn't generate a whole lot of turnovers, but he is able to make plays on the football uh, at the line of scrimmage and even behind the line of scrimmage, which is exactly what you were going to need out of a defensive uh, hybrid defensive lineman could be and uh, slated to be a tackle right now. He adds some depth in that middle uh, with Sheldon Richardson and with Larry Ogunjobi. Uh, a good, solid pick in the third round for the Browns and Jordan Elliott. You're getting a guy who knows how to play with everything in front of him and then beyond one uh, depth as well with what's in the backfield in front of him. So that's that's a good, solid pick uh, for the Browns uh, in that third round, but they weren't done. Uh, they addressed another need in that third round when they selected linebacker Jacob Phillips out of LSU. Another Tiger has made his way from Baton Rouge up to Berea in Cleveland. Uh this one was a pick that not as many people were high on. He's a good hitting linebacker that knows how to make plays. He's six foot four, 230 pounds, has a great frame, registered 218 total tackles in three just three seasons at LSU. Uh, he's he had 96 solo stops and 122 assists. So he knows how to help teammates finish off tackles if they're struggling to bring a guy down. Likes to play in the backfield, 13 and a half hits for lost yardage, two sacks, and an interception. Uh, he returned his only career interception, 45 yards for a touchdown. Uh, knows how to drop in coverage, had some pass defense as well, and also could force fumbles. Uh, he had a standout junior season for the Tigers. Uh, on their way to the college football playoff national championship, he registered 113 total tackles, 56 solo stops, 57 assists, 7.5 tackles behind the line of scrimmage, one sack and a forced fumble. He ranked fifth in all of the Southeastern Conference in solo tackles and was first in both assists and total tackles. So this is a guy that knows how to make plays and will be a much-needed addition to that second level of defense after the Browns lost Christian Kirksey and Joe Schobert in free agency, which we, we felt was going to happen, but now you're adding him to a younger core of linebackers with uh, the likes of Sione Takitaki and Mac Wilson, and now you're adding Phillips, another guy from a Power 5 conference that can handle his business uh, at the line of scrimmage and maybe even behind it or if he's dropping into coverage as well. So the Browns really did uh, address a lot of needs over those first two days 
of the NFL draft, starting uh, with getting Baker Mayfield some protection uh, in Jedrick Willis Jr. out of Alabama. And then day two, all about the defense. Safety, Grant Delpit out of LSU. Defensive lineman, Jordan Elliott out of Mizzou. And linebacker, Jacob Phillips out of LSU. The Browns really did a good job to bolster some spots that needed not only depth, but needed high-end talent um, early uh, you know, they did a good job early in the draft to get those high-talent guys that they really uh, targeted through their scouting process, which was a lot different this year than what it was in the past years. But in, in hearing conference calls with Andrew Berry and Kevin Stefanski, when they put on the tape of Jedrick Wills Jr. out of Alabama, everything that they heard about him or talked with him about showed up on that tape and that's precisely why he is a new member of the Cleveland Browns. They really like this young man and feel he could be an anchor at the tackle spot. And I know Browns fans are going to like this. He's already talked to Joe Thomas about helping him with the transition, getting some uh, some pointers and some tips and some coaching on how to become that next stalwart left tackle that the Browns have not had since Joe Thomas uh, had his career cut short due to a triceps injury uh, about midway through the 2017 season. They've been looking for that next bookend tackle, and they hope that Jedrick Wills Jr. is the guy that can fill that void. And the best part about it is he's willing to learn and do what is best for the team. And if that means he's got to talk to Joe Thomas, that's great. Um, but he's also going to get quality coaching uh, one of the best offensive line coaches in the league coaches for the Browns, and that's Bill Callahan. Everywhere he's been, he's had success with the offensive line, and you hope that that is the case now with all the investments that the Browns have made in that offensive line this offseason with Conklin at right tackle, with Wills at left, presumably at left tackle. You're getting a guy, you're getting – uh, a talent around a coach that knows how to maximize it and that is very intriguing and exciting for all Browns fans everywhere. Enjoy the rest of day three of the draft and all the analysis that comes along with it. I know Andy McNamara who was on assignment and couldn't join us today uh, is going to have you covered with some post-draft analysis. Uh, I also am going to have some uh, on social media including a top five moments that have nothing to do with the picks, um, a post that I will be posting uh, probably Monday morning. And we'll be back with a full review of the Cleveland Browns 2020 draft class early next week. We want to thank our sponsor, Cleveland Whiskey. Once again, great product, fantastic local company. Uh, in the midst, uh, they are available, by the way, nationwide. Check on the Cleveland Whiskey website. Uh, and their social media channels for locations near you that have Cleveland whiskey available to you. Uh, they are in the midst of all this pandemic. They are stepping up and helping the community. They have. They are one of several local breweries and uh, and alcohol manufacturers that have switched from their regular production to making hand sanitizer for the local hospitals here, Cleveland Clinic, University Hospitals. They are stepping up and helping this community. So if you can step up and help a company like that and get behind a company that's willing 
to help out in the community, we'd greatly appreciate it. So for my partner, Andy McNamara, who is MIA today, I'm Matt Florchancic. Thanks for listening to The Doghouse here on Dogs by Nature on SB Nation, sponsored by Cleveland Whiskey. Enjoy the rest of the draft, and go Browns!